Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and you're listening to I Love That Movie. And if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can follow me under AYA Lisa Cosplay. I'm also on Instagram under AYA and is a Nancy AMI Lisa. And I have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. And if you want to join the group, it's closed, but just send me a request and I'll add you. It's just a safe place for people to discuss their favorite movies judgment-free. My only rule is keep it positive. Um, And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. And if you leave us a positive review on iTunes, you are automatically entered to win a $20 gift card to movie theater chain of your choice. Um, Right now we're at 23 positive reviews. So once we get to 30, I'll draw another name. So leave one today. Um, And I have a surprise today in in uh, on this podcast. I have a guest that, uh, you know, uh, you've heard many times on the podcast. I have Kara. Hey, everybody. Hey, me again. Glad to be here. Yeah. About movies. Yes, she, uh, as you guys might know, if you've heard the other episode, she was on um, like the Indiana Jones episodes and we did The Rock. We we did did The Rock, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, gonna be fun. It'll be fun. She uh, has been studying in Japan, but she's back for a week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm here temporarily to talk about movies. Then I got to go back into the field. <laughs> so uh, we thought, why not take advantage of her being back and uh, record this podcast? It also happens to be New Year's Eve, so you know I'm very dedicated. Mm-hmm. As Me I'm too. Sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we decided to talk about a movie. Uh, what, what movie are we discussing today? So we're going to talk about Tombstone. This is my favorite Western ever. Also, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's the best one, I would argue. Mm -hmm. Um, and it has, uh, one of my favorite actors in it who's been in like every movie that I've come on here and talked about. (laughs) Aliens, The Rock, I think something else. Scotty oh yeah, you Ringo. were on our alien aliens episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah I was the on first aliens one. episode yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so it's gonna be fun. I'm pretty excited about this movie. Yes. Uh, so Tombstone came out in 1993. Way back when. Way back when. Um, so you probably didn't see that in theaters, or, or did no, you? I did not. Yeah, actually, the first time I saw this was embarrassingly later than that. I was definitely an adult. When I saw this, um, and everyone had seen it long before me, and I'd been seeing like the bumper stickers of you know I'm your Huckleberry forever, and people <laughs> making references, and I just had no idea what they were. And then I saw this movie and realized, oh, it all makes sense now. Like I understand why everyone's quoting this constantly. Yes, but it was like I I must have been. I was probably like 22 or 23 when I saw this. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like, I embarrassingly did not actually see it for quite some time. Um, I'm trying to remember when I saw it. I, 
it may have been one of the movies that I grew up with a little bit because yeah. I know there was a couple westerns that my dad was really into. I wouldn't say he was like a huge western fan. Mm-hmm. We definitely watched Unforgiven a lot. Oh yeah. And I think we watched this one too, but I don't know that I really sat down and dedicated my attention mm-hmm. to it until I was an adult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say I've been a, a fan for a few years and have watched it many times over the years, but probably yes. more as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've watched it many times as well. I rewatched it last night just to refresh my memory with my mom, and it was her first time apparently seeing it. Really? That's through. shocking. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. I think she liked it she she tolerated it well <laughs> <laughs> that's a good sign <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. about halfway through she said oh uh-oh this isn't gonna have a happy ending is it <laughs> i said spoilers uh, just wait and see just um, just wait yeah just wait yeah yeah <laughs> well speaking of that um maybe i will go ahead and read the synopsis really quick okay um here we go so here it is uh tombstone 1993 Wyatt Earp, Kurt Russell, and his brothers Morgan, Bill Paxton, and Virgil Sam Elliott have left their gunslinger ways behind them to settle down and start a business in the town of Tombstone, Arizona. While they aren't looking to find trouble, trouble soon finds them when they become the targets of the ruthless cowboy gang. Now together with Wyatt's best friend Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer, the brothers pick up their guns once more to restore order to a lawless land. Yes. Yes. And awesomeness ensues. Exactly. It's the okay corral, but, you know, (laughs) basically the extra embellished Hollywood version. Oh, I know. I was watching some (laughs) behind the scenes uh, earlier today, and they were talking about how, like, oh, you know, like, and I'm sure some of this is true. Like, they were like, oh, we really went all out with, like, the costumes and the set. They're like... This is going to be the most realistic portrayal. Oh, I'm like, I don't think you I hire Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be realistic. I was I like, you're going for realistic. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just thought that was pretty funny. But um, <laughs> I have a couple quick facts I was going to start off with. And if you have any, please jump in. Okay. I will. Uh, um, so in an interview with True West magazine in October 2006, Kurt Russell actually admitted that he is the uh, the original director after Kevin Jar was fired. So I don't know if yeah. you know this, like Kevin Jar uh, was a director. It was his directorial debut. He uh, he wrote the the uh, script for Glory. Yes. And he's written a lot of great films. Yeah. But uh, he he just took too long. I think he only got through like Charlton Heston scenes oh. and he took forever and they fired him. And so they hired, uh, let's see, his name was uh, George Cosmatos. Uh, Kus- uh, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he did like Rambo 2, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, also another good one. It is, it is. <laughs> and so he, he directed this movie, at least in name, but uh, he was sort of like the ghost director for Kurt Russell, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did know that. That was... That's too bad. Like, I wonder how it would have turned out differently um, if they hadn't done that switch over. But I really like the way it turned out, so I can't be too mad about it. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I mean, I don't know. I do think the script is a strength in this film. Yes. But, I mean, I could see how being... I I think sometimes when you also wrote the script when you're the director, it's like you're you're following it a little too closely, yeah. you know? Yeah, you can't let people actually be creative and do good things with it because you're so worried about, like, no, that's not in the script, but maybe it's better than the script, but you can't see past that because it was your script. Exactly, like, yeah. Yeah, it's no. like when you direct and star in the same film. Don't ever do that. <laughs> Every do once it. in a while it works out, but, yeah, it's like sometimes that can be pretty challenging. Yeah. Um, 
So the expression, I'm your huckleberry, spoken by Doc, means, you know, I'm the perfect man for the job. You yeah. probably assume that watching the film. Uh, it could indeed be a reference to Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn, then known as the sidekick of Tom Sawyer, uh, before oh, Huck got his own okay. book. And the phrase also refers rather ominously to the pallbearers who carry a coffin or a casket to the actual gravesite, and specifically the one elected to sit, completely sober, in case the bell uh, the grave bell rings, you know, the, the bell that like, Oh, I'm not really dead. In case somebody got buried alive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing back then. (laughs) Yeah. Make sure Uh, I'm dead before you bury me. (laughs) Please. So saying I'm your huckleberry could also be a threat. Like I'll put you in your grave. So that part I kind of didn't know. I I didn't know that either. Like what it means, but yeah. Yeah. Like you get it from context, what he means, but I never actually really did understand the reference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Glad to know that. Yeah. Did you have any quick thoughts you wanted to pop in? Well, you made reference already to my, like, trivia point that I always throw out to people, which is that Charlton Heston is actually in this movie. I I feel very (laughs) dumb. Like, I just watched this this morning, and I was like, what? You're like, is that Charlton Heston? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah, because it's not a major part. He's just a random character that, like, is not even really important to the story, Mm -hmm. Um, and he's just in there. Um, So I guess maybe he must have just really wanted to be in this movie for some reason or something i don't actually understand why he was in it (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a cameo yeah i don't know yeah it was basically just a cameo yeah and so he's henry hooker Mm -hmm. um whose ranch they go to to kind of hole up uh, while they're getting ready to kind of regroup and then okay um, okay yeah like when when, uh, the final shootout with uh, johnny ringo right with uh uh, when val kilmer's like dying yes you can stay here one night or yeah Yeah. Yeah. but then it turns out he wasn't actually dying quite yet yeah, <laughs> they had to do that fake out. I feel like. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so that was Charlton Heston, which you know, I I actually watched the movie several times without knowing that, and yeah. only later realized, wait, what? That's Charlton Heston, and sure enough, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, did you know also that? Uh, uh, Kurt Russell said that you know uh, the film nearly cast Richard Gere in his what? place. Um, and that Willem Dafoe is going to be Doc Holliday, which I feel like would have oh, been a very different movie. <laughs> that would have been a very different movie. I mean, that would have been interesting, but I mean, I feel like it would be really, really hard to top Val Kilmer in that role. It is, but don't you think that's surprising? Yes. Because I don't feel like, uh, you know, maybe I- I've only seen Val Kilmer. I mean, he's a really famous actor and sure, I've seen him in several course. things, but... I've never seen him like this no. ever again. No, right? I've never seen him in a role like this before yeah. or after. Like, it's completely unlike anything else that I've seen him in. Like, I think of him as, like, what's that movie? The Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah. Or, like, The Saints. Or and Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, very, not plain. I don't want to say bland, but just, like, a very straightforward character, usually. Yes, yeah. And that's completely different than what he is here. And he just, like, every time he's in the scene... It's about him, and he just carries it, and he has right. these great witty lines and chemistry with everybody, and it, it just works really well. And yeah, I've never seen him in a role like that either. Yeah, it's just interesting. But yeah, it's, it's always fun to see like who could have played the role, but I think they have... I think the cast is a really strong point of this movie. Yes, it is. Like, nobody could have done a better job of Doc Holliday than Val Kilmer. I'm yeah. convinced of that. <laughs> I'm just going to put that on the table. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. putting that out there. Fight yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, he's so, great. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, let's see. I think the only other two points I had was, you know, I, more like setups, not really quick fun facts, but just the movies based on events in Tombstone, Arizona, including the gunfight at the OK Corral that you mentioned. And the you herb- know, which you may be familiar with from the original Star Trek series episode, <laughs> Spectre of the Gun. There you go. <laughs> <I> mean- <laughs> Obviously, the original OK Corral story. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So the gunfight at the OK Corral and the Herb Vendetta ride during the 1880s, but I wouldn't have known that, so. Yeah, I didn't actually know about the Vendetta ride (laughs) part either either until this movie. It does make me want to read a book about them, though, because in in the 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 behind-the-scenes, Kurt Russell talked about, oh, they've made so many movies about this, and I'm like, oh, they did? Like the Star Trek episode? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm like, maybe I need to go back and, like, watch some. Uh, but uh, I, I always am... I, this is a fact that sometimes I forget to mention, but this movie was a success. It grossed uh, $56.5 million in domestic ticket sales, making it a pretty financial success for the Western genre. It ranks, like, number 16 in, like, the highest grossing Westerns uh, since... 1979 yeah i read that too yeah yeah like that's pretty <laughs> impressive because there are a lot of westerns There's floating around out there <laughs> and this is a genre i've kind of talked about before on the show like i mean i think you and i we didn't really grow up with westerns not we really kind of thought of that as like oh that's stuff my dad likes yeah like and my granddad was always watching yeah. westerns and i didn't really get why i think the reason is that when they were growing up the westerns were like really good like yeah. they were like as good as like you know dunkirk or right. you know they were big big serious epic movies that mm-hmm. everyone loved mm-hmm. but for us growing up in the 80s and 90s it there weren't a lot of them it, yeah. it was just thought of as like old school it's almost like right. how musicals were seen you right know? exactly yeah, it's like, like well that's something for silly old people music, yeah. which i mean i love that movie but <laughs> that's a bad example but <laughs> <laughs> it was funny for me is like as an adult which I I do kind of feel like you almost have to be an adult to appreciate Westerns. Um, As I'm going back and watching some of these really old films, like when someone selects it, like, uh, you know, when uh, Samantha picked Rio Bravo um, Mm -hmm. on this podcast, uh, I'm like shocked by how good they are. I'm like, oh, hey, these are good. (laughs) Because I I didn't really grow up with them. So anyway, I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason why, like, even today, I watched this movie this morning and I put it in our Facebook group and immediately people are posting gifts and like throwing out quotes. And it's like, you know, it's the best Western that we grew up with, basically. So, yeah, people around our age really gravitate towards this film. Yeah, and it has so many quotable moments. It does. So many. <laughs> I, lo- I love it, yeah. All of them involving Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He, yeah. he has the best lines. He does. Um, so let's go ahead and start getting into the film. Uh, why don't we just talk about, like, a few of your favorite scenes? You don't oh, have to go chronologically man. if you don't want okay, to. Okay, let's but see. But if you do want to, you can. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, okay, favorite scenes. I mean, obviously... The, like, initial, well, not initial, but with, like, uh, Val Kilmer and uh, Johnny Ringo when they have their sort of, not showdown, but when they meet in the saloon where uh, Kurt oh, Russell yeah. is dealing. and um, Oh, my God, I love that yes, scene Yes, so and the cowboys walk in, and they're, like, going to try to, like, strike fear into everybody in the bar or whatever, and, and they have this initial showdown, and, like, Doc Holliday's just like, oh, do I hate him? Who's <laughs> yeah. this guy? I think I hate him. And they yeah. have this, like, showdown where, like, Johnny Ringo, like, gets his gun out and is doing this, like, impressive, like, gunslinging thing, which, by the way, that's a good way to accidentally shoot yourself. Like, you know. <laughs> gun safety, guys. Yes. Don't, don't do that with your gun. <laughs> 
don't do that. Might accidentally go off. Yeah, and, I mean, you have experience with guns. A lot right, of right, yeah, and you don't do that. Also, <laughs> if someone throws a gun to you, don't catch it. You let <laughs> yeah. that fall onto the ground. Don't grab it. That's how guns go off. Don't, don't, don't do it. Yeah, there's a little bit of gun safety pointers there. Um, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't do it like Hollywood does it. But... Uh, anyway, I really love that scene because after that happens and everyone's like, "Woo, so impressed that he's being very irresponsible with his gun safety because it's the Wild West or whatever. And then Val Kilmer's just like, whatever. And like basically just makes fun of him with his like whiskey cup and yes. like doing the same thing with it. I feel like as I get older, that's funnier from yes. when I first saw it because it's like two different messages here. Number one, like... Yeah, like what he just did. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Right, but, but you're that, being an idiot. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but would that work? Other than looking cool, would you be able to pull your gun out faster? Because I'm not convinced right. by that show. Yeah. And then number two, it's just like fake male bravado. Exactly. And so he undercuts it with the cup. Yeah. It, it almost reminds me of like Indiana Jones pulling out a gun on yes. the guy with the whip. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, exactly. That's it's like, cool, I'm not but here for this. Yeah. That's yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're being an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And I love how, like, he repeatedly does that. Like, he can either diffuse a situation that way, or on other occasions, he maybe eggs it on a little bit because he wants to get into the gunfight. But he's very aware of people's position and where they're going with their actions. And he's able to not manipulate people, but to... to interact with them in such a way where he's either going to escalate the situation or de-escalate the situation. Well, he's not like a big, strong dude and he's dying the whole film right. with tuberculosis. So it's kind of like, you know, one, he's got nothing to lose, but he's mm. also like, when I was watching it this time, he was really different to me, even back how yeah. a lot of guy characters are that are really cool. He's not super small, but he's less manly, if you want to put it that yes. way, than the other guy characters, but he carries himself with just as much, you know... Uh, he carries the same weight in the sense that yeah. he's, he matches them. And yeah. um, I was watching a behind the scenes where uh, Val Kilmer talked to, you know, the character mm. um, based on Doc Holliday uh, is, you know, the son of an aristocrat. And mm. so he kind of gave him, which was different from how other people portray him. Yes. He's like, I kind of gave him like a more refined, Absolutely. you know, Western accent. Yeah, uh, it comes across kind of condescending and kind of which which makes the character it's more fun. It but does. it's also he's obviously fallen from grace. They said the yeah. real guy, you know, was very well educated and his dad was like a mayor. But mm -hmm. then uh, he studied dentistry and then he found yeah. out he was dying. Well, screw that. I'm yeah. just gonna drink and gamble and like <laughs> do whatever I want until he died. Uh, and, and, he like, <laughs> and he did really, you know. If somebody uh, accused him of lying, he shot them, and then sometimes he just shot people. He wasn't an outlaw. a yeah. hero right. in the movie. I mean, he is a hero in the movie, but he doesn't act that way. Yeah, and the other characters, the like, don't like him. Like, they say that. Right. Like, it's his like, brother doesn't like him. Yeah. yeah. It's really only, like, Kurt Russell that really likes him in the yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and, and he's, it's like he just doesn't care. Right. But he's able to best people in these these witty encounters. And also, he's the best gunfighter in the whole movie. Yeah, he is. But yeah. he doesn't carry that around with him and act like, oh, I've got to prove myself constantly. Like, yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> he's like, whatever, I'll make fun of you if I want to. If I'm going to be in a gunfight with you, I am. If not, I'm not going to walk around and, you know, act like i got to constantly prove that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, so I like that. Is that, like, right before the scene two... Where, or maybe it's a different scene. Maybe I'm yeah. transitioning to a different scene, but um, where Kurt Russell 
that guy, they're gambling and Kurt Russell's like yeah. cheating, right? And the guy like calls him out on it and then he like slaps him around. Which, which scene is that? Oh, one? oh, the one where, um, where they first get to the town and Kurt Russell goes in and it's uh, Billy Bob Thornton is yeah, the yeah, dealer. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he's being like a total jerk and he's run out all of the customers out of the bar. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so Kurt Russell comes in and he's talking to the bartender and he's like, where is everybody? Why isn't anybody in here? And the bartender's like, well, you know, this guy came in and he's a complete jerk and is ripping everybody off or whatever and I can't get rid of him. And, he, you know, he's a big bully, basically. And Kurt Russell's like, I'll handle that. And it's got that that famous, like, scene where he just, like, is slapping him around like uh, Billy Bob Thornton and he's like, well, are you gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? It's, like, my favorite line. It's the best. <laughs> he's slapping him so hard. He's, like, yeah. bleeding. Just yeah. Just stand and there just, and like, bleed. nothing. And he's like, yep. Yep, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so then that's how Kurt Russell takes over the job of dealing at that bar. But yeah, it's also, like you said, it's an unscrupulous job that he ends up doing. When they were doing the behind the scenes, and I guess, like, maybe I didn't pick up on it watching the movie, Kurt Russell's not necessarily, like, a good guy either. Like, mm -hmm. even though he's wider, he's not, like, above cheating at a card game or mm -hmm. maybe just gambling in general. Yeah. You know, he, he's there to get rid. The whole, uh, yeah, the, the he whole says band that. of brothers is that. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they all, they don't want to gunsling anymore. They just yeah. want to come to this town, you know, start a business and get rich and leave. And then they're sort of caught up in like yeah. this, you know, big thing. Yeah. yeah. And start a business is a nice way to put it. Yeah. Like, it's like, I we want to rob people of, of their money. people yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't know a lot about gambling, but like he has that exchange with um with Doc Holliday where he's like, Oh, what do you care? I you always said, you know, gambling was an honest business and, and Doc's like, No, I said poker is an honest game. You're like dealing Pharaoh, which I don't actually know what that is. But <laughs> apparently okay. something like that's more like ripping people off even than poker. Like yeah. it's like the house take is gonna be big and like you're just taking people's money was the implication. Mm -hmm. And Kurt Russell's like, Well, I don't care i'm not a cop anymore i'm here to make money and if i'm taking people's money well nobody's holding a gun to their head they're coming in to play the game yeah it's, yeah he's not like trying to be a hero there's logic to what he's saying but at the same time it's not cool yeah you know? right it's like <laughs> yeah. you're involved in a game that's taking advantage of people's gambling addiction basically yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and even doc holiday's like wow <laughs> yeah. what are you doing there <laughs> but but yeah, but I feel like that sets it up to where he's really got to completely change his mindset when it comes down to the fact that he does get involved with this situation. Yeah. Because he's trying so hard to be like, I'm not a cop, I don't do this anymore, I don't care, you know, it's not my job to keep the peace or, you know, enforce anything. He's I'm just, just trying so to get good mine. At it. <laughs> exactly. He's too good at it and he can't at the end of the day, he can't just let it go. He can't watch a disaster happen and not get involved no matter how much he likes to say or pretend that he can. And so then he gets caught up in it despite himself. Right. Reluctant yeah. hero. Everyone exactly that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though everyone else is like, dude, come on already. Like, yeah. you know you're going to get in on this. And he's just <laughs> telling himself all the time, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that good. I'm just going to, like, rip people off for the money. And everyone's like, no, you're not. <laughs> You're goody goody. They are. Yeah. But I do like also how they kind of problematize it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, where like, because what it comes down to is he keeps trying to not get involved in anything. And then, um, what's his name? The main bad guy, Curly Bill, right? Uh, is it Curly Bill? 
Let's see. The, the main guy bad guy the... is Johnny Ringo, right? Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other guy that ends up, he's in the opium den. Oh, yeah, And he's, yeah, yeah. like, shooting up the town, and he shoots the sheriff, because the sheriff comes out and, like, tries to stop him. Oh, I thought that was Ringo. No? No, no, no. It's oh, the, okay. the guy with the red shirt, and he's got the longer hair. Um, I think it's Curly Bill. Let's look at a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. There's, like, so many names. There's that... too many people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Johnny Ringo's definitely the main bad guy. But He's I he the has one. A red shirt. No. Um, he might have a red shirt too, but the one I'm thinking of. This isn't helping. Yeah, this well, is just all pictures this out. of the movie. Yeah, that's fine. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, but he's the one uh, that kind of runs the the cowboys. Um, at the beginning, but he died. Oh yeah, him, him. Yeah. Oh, Powers Booth. You're right. Oh, that's Powers Booth. I knew Powers Booth was in this movie, but I didn't realize that was him. But isn't he Johnny Ringo? Let's look. No, Johnny Ringo is Michael Bean, the guy from The Rock and Aliens. No, oh yeah, yes. you're right. Yes, yeah, because he's the one that has the the final showdown. I think with I just uh, Doc Holliday. I can tell them apart. I just had their names flipped. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he plays. So Powers Booth is Curly. Yeah. In, okay. In and he's mind, got those yeah. tall boots with the with the poker cards on them. Uh huh. Like yeah. that you see just in the very first scene, which are the coolest boots ever. <laughs> like, Everything they boots. wear is so cool. Like. Uh, Nick and I were talking about, like, every time we watch the movie, we're like, yeah. so when do we make our tombstone yes. costumes? And today I, I asked Nick, I was like, who would you be? And he was like, I'd probably be Val, not Val, yes. Kim, Kurt Russell. Oh, but, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, of course, because he looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> Nick does kind of look like him. And well, I was like, he has that mustache, like, they look identical. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be uh, Sam Elliott. <laughs> just because that would be so funny. He's supposed to be, like, taller. But I think it'd be pretty funny. Well, and, like, also, like, when, uh, what's her name? When the lady arrives on the stagecoach or whatever and gets out and she's like who's that tall drink of water i'm pretty sure kurt russell was not the tallest person standing there i thought that when she said that because it had been so long since i watched it i was like who's she talking about and then right. i went oh kurt russell she meant kurt like, russell but is he that tall i don't know i think sam elliott's taller than him. he's like a lot taller a right? lot like by like many inches like it was kind of weird that she said that because you just saw them all standing together and he was <laughs> definitely not the tallest person. <laughs> so I don't know what that was about. <laughs> but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But wait. But sorry, so back to Johnny Ringo. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that scene, which is really what kicks everything off where he's in the opium den. And by the way, I had this conversation with my mom while we were watching this last night. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Yes, that was actually interesting. <laughs> we're, we were talking about, wow, this is a lot of timely stuff. They have the opioid epidemic in this. Yeah. They have several times women going by, like the time the women go by in the carriage that says equal pay for equal work. And I'm like, well, we're still working on that too <laughs> then we got like basically the whole reason the problem starts is because they're having this argument about gun control and you know can you open I carry your weapons that whenever sam elliott said you can own a weapon yeah uh, w what's the line I'm yeah gonna... yeah we're not saying you can't own a gun like, we're not even saying you can't carry a gun you just can't carry a gun in, in town. town and it's people are losing guys. their minds over that <laughs> even like, after this incident happens they're like I, I need to have a talk with you and he's like no no you that don't like i people... did tweet that out today good <laughs> i was like, like i I know it's a sensitive topic, but it, it is 
funny that yeah. like that's still going on. Anyway, it's still go ahead. going on. No, and that was it. It was like all of these things that we're talking about like are not only like current right now, they were current in 1993 when this movie came out. And I mean, granted, this is a Hollywood depiction of the 1800s or whatever. Sure, but, but I think it is funny that a lot of times people today will say things like, you know, I all these SJWs, you know, ruining everything, talking yeah. about these current issues. I'm like, dude, if you go back in time, like, they yeah. always did. This and all your favorite movies <laughs> touch on these same problems. Right. They're timeless, pretty much. They are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they even have, like, basically people protesting police shootings. Like, yeah. <laughs> after the OK Corral incident, the, the cowboys, granted, they were definitely wrong in that instance, but they're walking down the street with their signs about, oh, you know, murdered in the street by the police kind of thing. Like, yeah. I mean... These are, again, current issues. <laughs> so, it's like you can't really escape it. I mean, you could sort of pretend like that's not in the movie, but it's what the movie's kind is. of about. Yeah. yeah, and this was a, this is a 25 to almost 26-year-old movie yeah. talking about 100 years ago. Like, these issues just continue on. Right. They're common. Yeah. They are, and I really like how they kind of bring those up in the yeah. movie. And not in a way that is necessarily polarizing. Right. It doesn't make you hate the good guys that all of these problems are going on. Like, yeah. But, and granted, it doesn't go into maybe all of the nuance that it should. I did notice <laughs> that in the behind the scenes, uh, the main female character... Uh, was it Josephine? Is that... Oh, yeah, yeah. The actress who Kurt Russell really likes. Yeah. Is it Dana Delaney? Let me just make sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, well, she, she's very pretty, but I don't know if that's her or not. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I noticed in the movie, like in the behind the scenes, they they were asking all these guys these questions and they were going on and on about their characters and then they cut uh-huh. to her and she was like, it's a man's world in this movie. It um, is. The focus is on them, and women are secondary. (laughs) I was like, yikes. Yeah, but that's so true. true. That is true. The women don't do anything other than show up to be protected or be yeah. scared or be fought over. Right. Even though her character in particular is is one where, you know, they describe her as being, you know, very spirited and yeah. outgoing and different than other women. And she's saying, you know, it's okay for me to like different men and yeah. you know, so on and so forth. And, like, she rides a horse and all these things and everything. But really, like, her point in the movie is pretty much just that she's someone that all these men are after. Like, <laughs> yeah. Eh. yeah, and it's funny because I, I mean, I guess I wouldn't notice that growing up, but I'd noticed it now, like, yeah. when I watched it behind the scenes, and she's kind of like, I mean, I liked being in it, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah, she's not, like, the hero in the movie. Yeah. And none of the other... And especially, it, I mean... She does more in the movie than the other women do. The women who are just the wives of Wyatt and his brothers, like, their job is just that they're their wives. I know, they just scream when some of them are injured. Yeah. I couldn't even tell them apart. I know! <laughs> like, and they're like, oh, we look like we could be sisters. Yes, you all look identical and yeah. don't do anything. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know, I can kind of put it in its time. Like, when this yeah. came out, they, you know, I feel like if it came out today, they would try a little harder to, yeah. like, include women. So, like, it definitely doesn't mm-hmm. keep me from enjoying the movie, but right. it is something that you notice. <laughs> it is. And given that it's kind of a short movie, they had time to develop those characters. <laughs> yeah. Putting that out there. <laughs> Next time. Yes. You know, and it, like with things the issues, have changed a lot, yeah. Yeah, like with the stuff that was going on with Maddie, which is um that's Kurt Russell's wife.
wife or like she's having this problem with this addiction to laudanum or whatever like she's addicted to heroin basically or opium or whatever and they don't really go into that like how did she get started on that and it's clear that they're having trouble in their marriage and they're not getting along she's not happy i think she doesn't want to be there yeah and they never really developed that they just made it seem like oh what a dumb bitch too bad he's stuck with her but I feel like they really could have got into more about how, how I, did, I did feel like it was convenient that she was so addicted and then uh-huh. like even at the end they're like don't worry she died yes oh my God, that's so mean like I poor know. lady yeah. yeah like when I was watching this with my mom they get to the end and like Kurt Russell shows up in uh, uh what's her name's dressing room uh, what's her name I think it's Josephine? Josephine, right? yeah, yeah. He shows up because because he just left from Val Kilmer's deathbed, basically, and, and Doc's and like, oh, you like, know, go, yeah, go find her. that spirited actress, you know, make her your own, whatever, which is, you know, a very possessive way to speak <laughs> about women. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he shows up, and they're getting together, and then, like, my mom was like, what happened to his wife? Who, who cares? And I was like, good <laughs> yeah. question. And then in the, like, narration, they're like, oh, she died. <laughs> Well, in that convenient. Yeah, it was like, I feel like she just has the addiction in the movie so that she can, like, leave. Yes! (laughs) It doesn't feel like there's another reason for that. There's not. Like, maybe it would have been better if he was just single. Yeah. And then met her. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I don't, and I don't understand why the other person you're no longer interested in has to die. Yeah, like, you know, it can't just be that y'all didn't get along and it didn't work out. Like, oh, she died. Narratively, they had to kill her off to make it okay for him to be with the other person. <laughs> I don't think that was really necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that made it more exciting somehow. I don't somehow. know. Somehow. I mean, you know, heroin <laughs> addictions are exciting. I guess. Yeah. 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 I kind of forgot about that when, uh, when we started watching it again, I was like, oh yeah, his wife. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and it is awkward because he is straight up like, mm, I'm not interested in her. I'm interested in this Josephine lady who, by the way, I mean, all the men and women in this movie are very attractive people, but I didn't see what was that special about her. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that she was an actress. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, his wife is real pretty. Like, it just... But I didn't really understand that. Also, Sam Elliott's wife has got to be at least 40 years younger than I him. I thought that, too. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, here's all her wives. I'm like, uh... Um, <laughs> are like, you, like... 50. Yeah, and she <laughs> looks younger than everybody. Like, she was the youngest looking of all of them, and he is clearly, like, old enough to be everybody's granddad. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening there? I know. Like, I and they're such weird. centerpieces. It's just like, see how hot they are? Uh, anyway, there's a yeah. new woman in town. Yes, <laughs> and it's even better for some reason. Yeah. Like, She's brunette. The others were blonde, yeah. I guess. It was like, is that what's better? She's yeah, I don't got understand. got brown hair? Like, yeah. Is that it? I don't know. And, like, Bill Paxton was just, like, constantly, because he was the younger brother, I guess, but constantly, like, just being so fascinated by, oh, there's prostitutes! Yeah! <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, your wife is super hot. Like, yeah. I didn't really like that part of yeah, it. Me neither. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Like, maybe they could have just been single. Yeah. And I don't know, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that happened in it too. And yeah, I think definitely if they remade the movie today, there would be time to develop the female characters as well. Yeah, like, oh, they're human. (laughs) Yes, turns out they're real people. Yeah. (laughs) They're not just, you know, background noise. 
so that would have been good, but that's not what this was about. No, no, it was not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what was the next scene? So we talked about those, the cup scene and then, uh, oh yeah, the poker scene. And then we talked about the opium den scene. Yes. Yeah. That really kicked everything off because the sheriff comes out to confront Curly. And I really like how they set that up because- no, it's not right after the cup scene, but it's another scene where they're all in that bar because that's mm-hmm. where Wyatt works, dealing at the table. And then, oh yeah, it was the scene where he's in there working and then um, Doc Holliday is playing the piano or whatever, which again, reinforcing that he's actually like educated and you know, right, is able to yeah. do all these things. And he's playing a nocturne. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, it's a nocturne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frederick fucking Chopin. <laughs> It was great, and he's being, you know, totally condescending, but also, like, playing this beautiful piano song. And, um, yeah, and Curly Bill's out there, and he comes out the opium den, and he's just, you know, carrying his guns and shouldn't be, and is shooting up the town. And I really liked how they set it up, because everybody inside the bar knows, okay, there's some, like, drunk, high person outside running around with guns that shouldn't be... Um, it's not like he's trying to hurt anybody, but he's definitely being a menace to public safety. And the mayor's in there, and the sheriff's in there, and they're both like, well, well, somebody should do something about that, but not me! It's not my job! It's not my job! And they leave it to, um, the town, um, marshal to do so, even though the county sheriff is there, who clearly is not dressed to do anything about anything. No, in he's his more interested in like suit. selling exactly like, like snake and oil and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, this isn't my job. You do it." And they send out the most unprepared person by himself. Even Kurt Russell's like, "Hey, Fred, was his name Fred? I want to say the sheriff's name was Fred. Let's see." Or something Marshall like Fred White, yeah. Fred, okay, Fred White, yeah. And he's like, Fred, don't go out there. Because even he knows, like, okay, this isn't, this isn't, like, yes, this is a problem, but this isn't, like, a criminal thing, and also you're not prepared to handle this. And yeah. he's like, don't go out there, why don't you just leave it alone? But he says, no... I have to go out there and handle it because the mayor and the sheriff are both looking at him saying, you have to handle it. And he Mm -hmm. knows that his job is going to be gone if he doesn't. Right. And he's basically doing their bidding to do what they want him to do because they don't want to get their hands dirty and they don't understand how real life works or this is not (laughs) something that's going to be handled this way. And so he goes out there anyway, does his duty knowing he might get shot and he does get shot. And I really like that scene because it's unclear to me whether Curly Bill meant to shoot him or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because he yeah. comes out there and he's like, Curly Bill, hand over the guns. And, well, he's you know. sad when he shoots him, too. Yeah, because he's, like, he's oh, like, oh, wait, hey, oh, no, what? And it didn't, it was not clear to me whether he was, like, being a jerk and shooting him on purpose or if he literally was just trying to hand him his gun and accidentally squeeze the trigger. Like, I can't tell. And I like how they made it kind of like unclear but it seems to me like he accidentally shot him because he was just really high and shouldn't have had guns and and fred was just trying to collect them from him and in that you know unfortunate scene gets shot i mean obviously it's curly's fault he should not have been doing any of the things he was doing right uh but 
Like, it was an unfortunate situation and then escalates real quickly after that. And that's how all the ERPs get involved in, in this all whole the showdown. Erps. All the There's ERPs. There's so many that they're not all even in this movie. <laughs> right, yes. All the ERPs and their ancestors yeah. <laughs> get involved in this. Um, but I liked the setup of that, of how it was very political that Fred had to go out there and handle it. And Fred gets shot as a result of basically municipal mismanagement of city resources. Yeah, and it's all... <laughs> Also, like, you know, uh, he's not qualified, yet he was willing to do mm-hmm. it. Like, he had the the personal, you know, uh, responsibility that, right. that the other, that our heroes lack at this point. So exactly. Like, this is going to, you know, make them realize that they need to step up. Exactly. If you're able to, you should. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly right. <laughs> and uh, even, like... I, I keep going back to this because I was watching this with my mom for the first time. But even as, because it's great, because we've all seen this movie a thousand times, but yeah. she hasn't. And as we're watching it, she's like, well, why didn't Kurt Russell go out there with him and help him? And I was hmm. like, well, that's a fair point. He <laughs> yeah. probably should. But <laughs> this is the turning point in this movie. So he's not going to because <laughs> this is where he's going to start to realize that he needs to get involved. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Fred shouldn't have been going out there by himself to deal with that. There should have been something else in place and these yeah. other people should have helped. Um, but they didn't. <laughs> but then after this happens, that's when he gets involved because right. he realizes, oh, okay, this has gone... I guess, past the point that I'm going to ignore. Mm-hmm. And there's a great conversation between him and his brother, right? With uh, yeah. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Virgil is the first one to step up. Right. Impose that gun rule. And, yeah. um, you know, Wyatt Earp's like, I don't want to get involved in all this. And he's like, you involved us by coming here. Right. Like, we yeah. shouldn't have come if you didn't want to get involved. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you know that you're not going to ignore everything. Right. Like, and I, I like that line where Sam Elliott's like, I have to look these people in the eye and I can tell they're scared. Yeah. And, yeah it's like... And it's like, yeah, maybe it's not your responsibility, but maybe it is. Because if you realize, well, I could be doing something, but I'm not. And people are getting killed instead. Like, it kind of is your responsibility to do something. Mm -hmm. And so I liked that discussion of it where it was kind of outside of whether they were professionally or legally obligated to do something, but just, you know... Maybe we should do the right thing here. Right. Um, and he's like the older brother. He's kind of mm. the heart, the conscience of the movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked him a lot in this movie. And even after he gets injured multiple times, you know, <laughs> he's still... He's a trooper. He is. Yeah, and even in the end, when they're, like, doing that, like, narration at the end of the movie, they're like, yeah, well, even though Virgil only had one arm at this point, he goes <laughs> on to be the sheriff of, like, some other town. <laughs> He just continues yeah. forever. I imagine he's still there, <laughs> like yeah. a thousand years old, just still enforcing law and order. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked his character in this, although he did seem to be remarkably older than the others. It was weird for me, the age difference in their <laughs> brothers. Like, did they have different moms? Or... Yeah, that's true. He seemed more like a dad. <laughs> yeah, he did. Like, I don't know what the age difference is in real life between Sam Elliott and Kurt Russell and, and Bill it Paxton. Could be less. But... It could just be that he went gray. Yeah, and... he had really yeah. gray hair, maybe. And his wife was, like, 87 years younger than him. He but... has looked the same, like, forever. But even, like, he was recently in that A Star is Born, and he oh, plays... Yeah. Uh, What's that guy's name? Cooper. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Uh, he plays his brother, and I'm like, brother? <laughs> yeah, like, really? Yeah. And I mean, I know Bradley Cooper's, like, 
40 something so probably he would be a brother yeah. but it's a big age difference that's a big age difference yeah anyway <laughs> where were we so uh it was after um they decide to get involved basically. yes yeah. yeah okay and i really do like where they take that um where they they end up with the situation where they they have instituted this new law where okay i mean it's basically like 1800s gun control mm-hmm. where they're saying you can't carry a gun in town because yeah. this incident has happened where people are getting high and shooting everybody <laughs> <laughs> and i do kind of like as a proponent of gun control i will say mm-hmm. i think it's interesting and complex that that doesn't work like that you can't right. just have that rule well, it's going to be complex are. and that's yes. okay we still can tackle it yes we can still try and figure out how to not have all these people getting killed yeah. <laughs> like let's try to not have that yeah pretty much <laughs> yes and so i do like how they brought that into this in a way that was a little bit complex and and then also that they get to the point where they realize okay now we're stuck in this situation where there's people who are you know basically ignoring the rule right they're here in town they have guns they're not at the moment doing anything they're just here and having guns and they've said we're going to continue to carry our guns it's basically like the open carry people right uh, except it's actually not illegal to open carry a weapon i'm not saying that um but (laughs) anyway they're just saying no we're not going to do the rule here we are with our guns and they have this argument between like virgil and wyatt Earp, who and virgil's like well we have to go enforce the law it's illegal for them to do this and wyatt's like yeah i know that yeah but they're not doing anything they're not doing anything and we're gonna have a shootout over it someone's gonna die over enforcing this rule that's new yeah Yeah, it's new no one's hurting anybody at the moment but we're about to kill some people over it like is that really what we want to do Mm -hmm. and yes granted we're not forcing that they're gonna be the ones that pull out guns and try to shoot at us and make us have a shootout but we know walking into it that that's going to be the outcome. So does that have to be the way that we approach it? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, It kind of makes you think about, like, how should we be enforcing laws? Are there better ways of conflict management than <laughs> Yeah, than pulling a gun do? out and saying, yes. put your gun away. Yeah, right, like, like, yes, maybe you're <laughs> legally justified in doing that. But if you're walking into it knowing that, that you're it's going to have it. a bad yeah. outcome and you're escalating something like, could we approach this in a more intelligent way? Yeah. I think that we could. Um, (laughs) However, this is the Wild West. (laughs) Right. This is the Wild West. So, of course, that's not how problems are solved. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the scene where, like, Val Kilmer shows up, and he basically starts the gunfight by winking at that one guy. And, like, everybody else is standing there going, no, 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 I don't want to have a shootout. I don't want to do this. And, And Doc Holliday's like... I kind of want to do this <laughs> and sort of starts it. I mean, he doesn't shoot first by any means, but he eggs it on a little bit. Yeah. And th- that's another interesting point about him where yeah. he just does what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And he's very good at interacting with people and getting them to do what he wants to do. Right. He's good at invoking a reaction, yes. whether that's good or bad. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If yeah. he wants to calm people down, he can. If he doesn't, he can do that too yeah he can instigate things yeah (laughs) yeah and i think that's a really interesting piece about his character too he's very good with people Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to me how much like um 
what's his name? Kurt Russell's character really likes him because they're sort of opposites in some ways. Right. And, and actually, Kurt Russell said that in other movies that have like those two characters, White Earp and Doc Holliday, they're usually more like adversarial, like mm-hmm. um, they're at odds with each other, you know. But yeah. in this movie, they they complement each other a little bit uh-huh. more, but there's still tension there and it's a little bit more subtle yeah. than in some other films. Yeah. yeah. And I really like how they do that because it's kind of like they're bringing up that. You know, okay, Wyatt understands that he's being in sometimes kind of an overbearing sort of... He's he's not even being genuine uh, about his own thoughts and feelings. You know, just trying to always, you know, pretend like he's feeling a certain way. Like, oh, I'm not at all interested in being a peace officer. I have no interest in law and order. I don't care when he really does. Yeah. And then whenever he's, you know, being the good guy and doing the good things, he's just like... I'm only a good guy, and I cannot do anything wrong, and I've never looked at another woman, and yeah, just like he's true. very flat. And whereas with Doc Holliday, you know, he's kind of a rebel and will say the things that that Wyatt never would. And he even like mentions to him that hey, you're not being real, like he right. was with with his uh, infidelity later. Yeah, you know? he's exactly. like, I'll remember that. You know, uh-huh. he knows him. Yeah. yeah, he knows that's not real. <laughs> yeah, they know each other and they're they're good friends and they see each other for who they really are, I think. I yeah. Think that's what the connection is. But yeah, they're yeah. very different. Yeah. Exactly. But they they realize that about each other and they're good friends, like yeah. you said, because they, they like that. You know, they yeah. want to have that connection and they appreciate that about each other. Um, and so, yeah, I think that relationship between the two of them is one of the like best parts of the movie, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, like, their friendship throughout the movie yeah. is, you know, a major subplot yes, of yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And how at the end, like, when when Wyatt is supposed to have the shootout with Johnny Ringo, and everybody knows that he's gonna die, because he's not as good at shooting as Johnny. Um, the only person that could possibly, you know, be better, maybe, is Doc Holliday. Right. Mm-hmm. And he pretends to be dying to in order to get... Um, Wyatt to give him the badge mm-hmm. so he can go confront Johnny Ringo and be That's like, oh, right. it's yeah. legal now. <laughs> and he basically, like, does Wyatt's duel for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Knowing that he couldn't win it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He knows that he knows that Wyatt won't not go because he's too much of that, you know, good well, guy, I'm yeah. the good guy, I'm gonna go do the fight no matter what, and if that means I'm gonna get shot, I'm gonna get shot, you know, but... Um, but Doc Holliday's like, no, 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 I'm going to do it for him, but I'm going to have to trick him in order to do it because he won't let me do it for him. Right. And yeah. he knows him well enough to figure out how to how to play him. And then he shows up and has this great scene with the showdown that we've all been waiting for between Doc Holliday <laughs> and Johnny Ringo, <laughs> yeah. which is the best. It is very good. Yeah. 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 And even, even uh, Johnny Ringo's like, oh shit, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> when he yeah. realized that Doc Holliday showed, he's like, no, 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 I, I didn't agree to have a duel with you. Right. He's like, my fight's not with you. <laughs> and Doc's like, well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like, a lot oh. of good squaring off in this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really like that about this movie, um, where it's, like, people kind of trying to, like, jockey for their position, um, and other people either seeing through that or going around it, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Doc Holliday is just like, I don't care. I'm dying of tuberculosis. <laughs> Here I am to, you know, make things right. Yeah. In sort of a roundabout way. Right. Like right, in right. a not good guy kind of way, but he always ends up 
doing the right thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, most of the time most of the time yeah yeah not all the time but <laughs> <laughs> most of the time but yeah i love that scene where he like shows up and basically fights why it's fight for him mm-hmm. and wins and he's like you you knew i was gonna do this <laughs> when Wyatt shows up he's like come on i wasn't gonna not show up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was great <laughs> very good yep yeah so that's one of my favorite scenes for sure mm-hmm and then let's see what else let's see uh chronologically we are at the point where let's see we talked about the guns um they have that shootout when the rule doesn't work right yeah then, exactly yeah. which really sets everything off mm-hmm. and you see also again we're like ike clanton is a complete and total coward in that scene mm-hmm. where he keeps he likes to run his mouth but he doesn't ever have anything to back it up no over and he over doesn't want to die movie. so no. yeah and he's like oh don't shoot i'm not even armed and then later takes a gun from behan or whoever is in there uh and tries to jump back in but every time as soon as he's caught he's like oh i'm sorry i give up but he's an instigator at the same time he's a coward and an instigator and he's if he hadn't been there like probably most of these problems wouldn't have happened yeah <laughs> and yet he keeps getting away he's like the joker like <laughs> yeah. they should have killed him in the beginning right he didn't and he keeps turning back up again to cause more problems um but he's a horrible character i can't remember <laughs> who plays him who that actor is uh let's see what was his name ike clanton okay Oh, wait, I'm, am I looking at the right side? Yeah, Wyatt Ike, uh, Stephen Lang. Mm. What else is he from? Like, he looks familiar He did to look me, really familiar. But I can't think what else he's in. Apparently Avatar, I don't know. Oh, wait, was he the bad guy in Avatar? I don't think Surely so. Surely not. That was somebody else, right? He's in a lot of stuff, though. I know he looked really familiar to me. He's probably just like one of those character actors that you recognize because he's in everything. Yeah, he probably is. And I think yeah. he did a really good job in that movie of being that character that's a constant problem. Yeah. <laughs> and like he doesn't have anything to back it up with, but that doesn't stop him from constantly creating all of these situations that people keep getting hemmed up in. Yeah. And so I thought he was a good character for that reason. But, oh my god, you just, you hate him the whole time. You're like, please stop your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> um, but but he was great, just constantly driving the plot forward by being a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Behind it, yeah. Um, and in the very end, they end up, they don't kill him, even when they're on their vendetta ride or whatever. He gives up his red sash, and he's like, look, see, here it is, and, like, throws it out in the wind, and, you know, they don't shoot him or whatever, because he's given it up. But then, I don't remember, it said later he gets, like, killed in a robbery or something. Yeah. Or, like, unrelated, because he just is always mixed up in bad stuff. Yeah, no he just what. sucks. Yeah. yeah, he's just a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, so I liked how they did mention that he kind of got his in the end because he's horrible but yeah that shooting uh was kind of the turning point there and they all get injured and that was that part where like Wyatt has that talk with his younger brother um what's Bill Paxton's name um show let's um, see uh was it morgan morgan yeah morgan yeah Earth? he has yeah. a talk with morgan who's obviously a lot younger than him and virgil and he's like mm-hmm. look i know this sounds all cool and sexy and stuff but actually we don't want to be in a shooting like yeah that's a traumatic you experience can't take that it's back horrible you, you don't want to yeah. kill someone even if it's justified or whatever um 
And Morgan, like, doesn't listen. And even yeah. why it's like, okay, I see that you didn't hear me. This didn't make any difference, I understand. But I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be involved in this. And then they go have that shooting, and everybody gets injured. Or, like, Virgil and Morgan both get shot, and it's bad. A bunch of people die. And even then, they kind of still don't necessarily get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this vendetta just continues. It, like, becomes yeah. this blood feud. Well, I feel like, like, Morgan's death, because that's what you're talking about, right? That yeah, scene, yeah, after that. After when that. When they shoot him mm-hmm. again, yeah. and he dies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, his death, I thought, I guess when I saw it, like, I was an adult, but I feel like it really hit me hard. Like, yes. it was very graphic. It was very graphic. It's not yeah. like, oh, well, we heard that they shot him and he died. Like, yeah. you really see him having been shot and oh the bullets lodged in his spine and, and we, we can't, can't get, get it, it out yeah. and the dogs are barking and everyone's screaming and there's blood everywhere yeah. like they make it really graphic and he dies and it's like it, and uh, Virgil's going to lose his arm like yeah. you know it's kind of like man stakes are really high and that's right after that gun battle like uh, mm-hmm. um you know Kurt Russell's character's like he tells the bad guys the next day like hey you know it's over. Yeah, like, we don't want to continue this. Yeah. Yeah, this is not worth it. This is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not have this. <laughs> and instead of accepting that, they egg it on, and they're like, right. you smell that? It smells like someone died. Yeah. Yeah, they're it's horrible like, to him. Yeah. And, like, even the people that had died previously, they weren't related to them that we yeah. know of. It was, like, their friends who started it in the first place mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of had it coming, and then they could have let it go. Kurt Russell was like, okay, I still want to let this go. I don't want to get mixed up in this. And they wouldn't. Yeah. And that's when he loses it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's cool. Like, they mention a lot in this movie that their outfits, like, they're all dressed alike, kind yeah. of. I mean, they, yeah. they have different outfits, but they're dressed very similarly and, like, all almost like undertakers. Yeah. Uh, because that's kind of what they are. Yeah. <laughs> like if you see them, it's it's all over. Right. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really neat, just aesthetically. Yeah. I mentioned that yet. But uh, there is that line in the beginning of the movie where uh, they, uh, the, the bad guys, the cowboys, yeah. kill those people at that wedding. Yes. Um, and then that uh, priest comes out and says something and... Uh, yeah, it's like a quote from Revelation. Yeah, and yeah. which one? I think it's not Curly. It's the young guy, right? That like shoots him. Yeah, it's it's Johnny Ringo shoots. Oh, him. Oh, that's right, Johnny Ringo shoots him. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, you know, the other guy, Curly, I guess, is yeah. like, what did he say? And he's like, mm. you know, he's gonna come on a horse, a pale horse. Or and, actually, another yeah. guy translates it, but he's wrong. Yeah, he translates Curly it wrong. Yeah, and Johnny Ringo's yeah. like, oh, you're oh, yeah, so Johnny uneducated. Because he's like the sort of equivalent of Doc Holliday yeah. and the cowboy side. Where I he's think he had like a very educated. like conservative upbringing, but he came out all bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I really liked that one scene with him when they're in the theater after oh, yeah, Josephine yeah, yeah. or her friend or whoever that was i always thought it was her brother but this last time i watched it i think they they were calling her friend yeah so or something yeah yeah, i don't actually know who that guy was now but whatever anyway they were coming to do the theater and everybody's in the theater uh and they're like shooting at the actors and stuff because they're all drunk and shouldn't have guns and (laughs) (laughs) you know um and at one point when they're they come out and there there's the scene going on uh and they're saying oh he's gonna sell his soul to the devil and blah 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 and curly bill says oh well you know what i'd do is i'd make the deal with the devil and then crawfish on the deal and you know etc and and then he asks johnny ringo what would you do and and he says well i already did it 
And it's kind of that foreshadowing yeah. where he's like, you know, I really know better than this. Like, I never should have gotten mixed up in all this, but, you know, the die is cast kind of thing. Yeah, and here definitely, I am in yeah. it. And you kind of see where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but he knows, like, this didn't have to be the way his life went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we don't really hear about any more about, like, where he came from. Yeah. Which I feel like would have been nice, too, because I want to know his backstory. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he clearly didn't come from the same place that some of these other ones of the cowboys came from yeah and the behind the scenes he was talking about how like his family was more like i think he's like a pastor's kid or something yeah which is why he like quotes scripture in the beginning yeah. and stuff like that he knows yeah. latin mm-hmm. and exactly yeah and i yeah he was a really cool character and also really skilled yeah if you can call it that i mean i think you can you can say he and doc holly were both really skilled at gunfighting yeah <laughs> and really neither one of them should have been in that profession so to speak <laughs> like right, they right, had right, other yeah. opportunities, but they ended up there, right? Um, yeah. And became major players for that reason, um, and it, that was a great showdown between them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That's yeah. probably my favorite scene. But, <laughs> yeah, that was that was really good. But I would have loved to see more about him and mm-hmm. kind of how he ended up there. And he's saying like, "Yeah, I made a deal with the devil, you know, to do this." Well, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did you do that? <laughs> You didn't have to be mixed up with these people, and I don't know why he was. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I don't know if there's more to the story that I'm just not familiar with. Because I felt like a lot of times in this movie, they were making references to things that maybe... That you're supposed to already You're know. supposed to know about, yeah. and maybe yeah, and I, I just don't didn't. either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there may be more there that, like, we're supposed to know, and we just mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you've seen the other movies about this yeah. or something, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I missed it, so fill us in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I also really like the one scene where um, they're starting their vendetta ride, and they've obviously gotten the help of uh, the couple of other, like, former peace officer people that were living in Tombstone that had been in that shooting earlier in the scene, like Creek Johnson and whoever his friend was that, like, mm-hmm. shot somebody over, you know, some kind of... Uh, uh, argument over a poker game or whatever but they end up getting together all of their friends to try and go do this vendetta ride and they're like we got to hunt down all these cowboys and and uh, kurt russell takes the job from the marshal service because he's like okay all right i am willing to do this i'm gonna go whatever enforce justice if it's you know uh now that all this has happened after they killed morgan and everything Although he later says at the end of the movie, like, I don't have any money left. I don't have any dignity or pride or conscience or morals or whatever. It kind of makes it sound like it went way beyond any kind of professional uh, job that he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Which I also would have liked to have seen more exploration yeah. of with his character. Cause I bet the original version did have that yeah they probably just cut a lot out to try to must recover from like the other director like taking too long yeah know? but i think that was important stuff because he mentions it at the very beginning of the movie when they first arrive at tombstone and the uh the marshal service shows up and tries to recruit him and they're like oh well you know nobody you know gets rich and has a clean conscience and he's like well i already don't have a clean conscience so i might as well have the money to go with it Mm-hmm. And, you know, you never really hear any more about why that was, except later when he's explaining to Morgan, like, you know, I was involved in a shooting and, yeah. you know, I don't want to take somebody's life. And, you know, that was a really horrible thing. And you kind of understand, okay, that's probably what he was referring to earlier. And then later at the end of the movie, he's like, I have no dignity left, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like they didn't really dig into 
what was going on with him personally yeah, over that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I wish they had. Yeah. But, uh, backing up to that scene where he first, like, starts on this vendetta ride, and they have that ambush situation where they're at the creek, and, like, Hurley Bill is there, and he set up a situation where basically they end up being surrounded, and they think they're gonna kill, um... Uh, Wyatt and Doc Holliday and everybody, but instead he just, like, does something completely unexpected and runs out, like, you know, straight into the creek and shoots Curly Bill and everything, and they were like, nobody would have expected you to do that, because it was so dumb. He obviously should have been shot. Yeah, but it's, like, really cool. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool and, you know, brash and brazen and all that, and it ends up working out, and most... 99 out of 100 times you would have just been shot and killed doing that, but it worked. It's you know, one of those, you like, got cool lucky. Western things exactly. where no one can shoot him. And, yeah. Exactly. Where, you know, you got lucky. It wasn't good tactics. It was good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it worked. Um, and that was a great scene. And I love how even later after that scene, um, Doc Holliday kind of is is sort of bitter about it and yeah. he, they're talking about it. they're like oh where's Wyatt and he's like oh he's down by the creek walking on water oh, yeah. <laughs> like everybody thinks he's so cool but Doc knows no he just he did something dumb and it worked out but yeah. that That's doesn't not mean cool. yeah. exactly it's not like, gonna work every time yeah. exactly he yeah. should have been shot glad he wasn't but <laughs> like it wasn't good tactics right um, yeah yeah and I liked how like Doc is able to say that about him uh, and they're still friends, but mm-hmm. nobody else could have said that. Um, but nevertheless, that that was how they killed Curly Bill and was yes. kind of a turning point. And then they end up with just Johnny Ringo in charge of the uh, the Cowboys, and he's too reckless. Yeah, it's not you know. possible. Yeah. yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna be even though he is very smart. He's not gonna take the time to set up future ambushes in a way that are really gonna work out. It's all about him. It's too personal. Yeah. And instead, you know, he lets people go wild doing dumb stuff like shooting the uh, um, Josephine's friend, boyfriend, whoever that was. Yeah. And he doesn't he he doesn't have discipline among the ranks. And then later, you know, his whole thing is, oh well, I'm gonna set up a duel between me and Wyatt, which is what gets him killed. Because instead, Doc Holliday shows up and kills him. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was too personal for him. Mm-hmm. Like it, he could have made better decisions, but he never did. Yeah. And once Curly was gone, like. Because even earlier in the movie, Curly Bill's like, oh, even I'm worried about what's going to happen when, you know, Johnny runs this outfit. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was some foreshadowing there. Yeah, definitely. He has a lot of ability, and yeah, maybe he's the best gunfighter, but he's not disciplined in his own mind enough to make good Good decisions. decisions. Yeah, definitely. He's a poor leader. And so I liked kind of that Mm -hmm. way that they made that play out. Yeah. uh, Which is really interesting. Even though he's, like, by far the best of the bad guys. He's yeah. a great character. <laughs> I love him. But, you know, he should not be in charge of people. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, turns out that didn't work out very well. Um, so, yeah, that scene was great. So, let's see. Any, uh, I guess we could talk about Doc's death scene. Oh, yeah. It's so sad. (laughs) I wish that he could have just survived to the end of the movie, even though the whole movie is him, like, Like basically being terminally ill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And he knows, like, there's several occasions in the movie where it's because he's dying that he does the things that he does. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not worried about getting killed, necessarily. And he's like, everyone's like, what are you doing? You know, you're too sick to be doing this. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I've got to do this for my friend. Yeah. 
There's that line care. like, I have a lot of friends. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> and then when he's dying and, and he's telling him, like, I just wanted to have a normal life. Or, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell says that. And he's like, there's no normal life. There's just life. Yeah. Just get on with it. And I thought that was cool. He's sort of giving him permission to move on. Yes. From, the, from everything um, that's happened. Yeah. And, and he really does after that. that. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he dies the second he leaves, which is kind of silly, but. <laughs> yeah. But, but also I realized this last time I was watching it, when Wyatt shows up, there's a priest there, like, giving him his last rites. That's true, Like, he yeah. was about to die before Wyatt got there. <laughs> That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and then Wyatt's just, like, trying to be like, no, you're not dying, you're not gonna die, you're not gonna die, but Doc's like, yeah, I'm actually dying right now. I'm actually now. dying right now. <laughs> right this minute, and so apparently please go. <laughs> his, uh, his last line, which is like, you know, oh, isn't that funny, or yeah. something like that, that, like, is what he said. Oh. Like, for real. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know There's that. There's a couple lines that he has in the movie that are real. Like that, and then, like, I think when he said something like, uh, it might have been the Huckleberry line or the Daisy line, one of those two were, he really said that. Oh, I love that they added that. Uh I didn't realize that. Because, like, I wasn't ever entirely sure what he was saying, what he was referring to when he says, oh, that's funny. I'm not sure what he's referring to either. Okay. So that's why it's in there. It's kind of neat. I like that. Yeah. 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 Because, again, I was watching this with my mom the other night, and, like, when they first walk in on that scene, she notices, oh, his feet are uncovered, his feet are gonna be cold, they should cover up his feet. And right before he says that line, he looks at his feet. He does, And yeah. says, oh, that's funny, and my mom goes, see, he thinks it's funny, too, <laughs> they didn't cover up his feet. <laughs> it could mean like, a lot of things. Maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I never did know, like, what he meant by that line. So, I guess yeah. that... That explains it to some extent that they added it because it was something that he actually said. But yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, that adds a little more to it then, because I I did wonder what he meant. Okay, good to know. Yeah, and and yeah, he really does. He in that scene kind of gives Wyatt permission to move on and go on with his life, mm-hmm. and he's like, just go do your life and do things that make you happy and stop coming here and like mourning over me and yeah, it's over and everything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a great character um, up until then. Even though he tries to pretend like he's such a bad guy, he's really yeah. not a bad guy. Like deep down, mm-hmm. but. He tries to play one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's not. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Last scene or what do you want to do? Yeah. So the last scene in the movie. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, where, where he shows up, where Wyatt shows up to see Josephine and he's like, oh, I'm here. Hey, but by the way, um, I just went on this vendetta and spent <laughs> all my money and killed a bunch of people and don't have anything, but hey, I still like you. You want to get together? And she's like, yeah, I'm rich. Yeah. And like, wow, how convenient. <laughs> yeah, that sure is convenient. Like, no yeah. wonder she never had to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. But, and it worked out great. And then like, oh, by the way, conveniently, my wife died of a drug overdose. So don't worry about her. Don't she's worry about dead. that either. Oh, I'm she's so dead. sorry. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Like, we hated each other. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and like, she never seems to worry about that at all. No, she's <laughs> never like, hey, your sick wife, you know. Yeah, no, she's like, cool, glad she's dead. <laughs> like, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Yeah, there's a, not a lot of mourning in this movie. Not at all, and it is unclear to me when she died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's just wrapped up at the end. Yeah, and they're like, oh, by the way, she died. Like, <laughs> when, though? <laughs> 
so after that scene, is that when they do like the the music? Yes, at the end and, they and they're dancing everybody. out yeah. in the snow, and I yeah. mean that is nice. It's, it is. It's yeah. a good wrap up. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that they did end up together. Mm-hmm. They both really liked each other, and they both like needed that change in their lives. Yeah, definitely. It was a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. it was good. And it tried to like tack on a happy ending to the mm-hmm. end of the movie, which the rest of which was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I did like that they added that, and it was kind of that like okay, go on with your life. Some bad things happen. People died, but you know you yeah. can't be stuck. You know, mired in that forever. Like, right. go on and do something positive next. And yeah. so I did like that they ended on that note. And they did, like, do that montage where they, like, showed everybody and played that exciting music yes. again, and you just feel really pumped. It like, does. Upwards. And when they're riding on their horses with yeah. their, like, coats flowing in the wind. And yeah. It's, it, like, it very great. cool. And, it yeah, is. Yeah. 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 I, I really do like those scenes. Yeah. Even though, like, you have to wonder, like, could there have been a better way to resolve that conflict? <laughs> Maybe. Don't worry about it. It's a Western. <laughs> Don't worry about that it's a western they're riding on horses with trench coats yeah it's cool <laughs> it's fine um i i guess that wraps me up to the last couple of questions um, okay so uh, why do you think you've seen this movie so many times mm. i really like the witty banter yeah the the, the, the dialogue everybody. is a, yeah. a really big strong selling point and i think it is in a lot of westerns yeah i think it's done that's right. true mm-hmm. yeah and, like, I think about this movie and all of the quotable lines and all of the people that I know uh, and former co-workers and everybody who, like, constantly quote this movie. Yeah. And it's just fun to watch and, you know, say those scenes and, like, quote along right with it, you uh-huh. know, with, like, yeah. there, now we can be friends again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I think the mark of a good movie a lot of times is its quotability. Like, yeah. somehow that pushes it into like legendary status exactly like you're never gonna stop saying that line yeah and so you enjoy the movie every time you see it exactly it's like it's like the part of the movie where everyone has like a shared experience Mm -hmm. almost yeah yeah uh what would you say to someone that's never seen this before well they should probably see it um yeah yeah you should see this Mm -hmm. it'll be fun and it's not a very long movie so it's not a big time commitment it's like 90 minutes or something is it i don't know it might be longer than that but it seems like it's not terribly long i might be lying let me see Uh, two hours and 10 minutes just kidding it's a really long movie (laughs) (laughs) well two hours and 10 is like average yeah Yeah. it's an average length movie it's just that good it went by that fast it went by really fast it seems like not a long movie yeah it seems like it's a 90 minute movie it doesn't i i think it is a really tight like script and and it yeah i guess the changes they made when they let the other director go and also took over like those were positive changes yeah i think it's a very uh you know complete film and it's easy to watch and i I would say like if you're not into westerns you're probably still gonna like this one yes it's modern enough even though it's like 25 years old right um it's modern enough to where i feel like people nowadays can still enjoy it yeah Um, yeah. i i think so too it's not like it wasn't made in the 60s which i mean there's plenty of movies that were made in the 60s that i do like but there's differences in how movies were made then versus how they're made now it's a more modern take on westerns for sure absolutely Yeah. yeah the themes are still relevant the actors are people that you you've heard of and yeah. have seen before and right. the acting style is familiar if you want to dip your toe in the western genre i think it's a good place to start yeah Let's this is a great way. place to start yeah. yeah and you get those themes and those ideas but also you don't have to completely step into a different time period to right. try and figure out like <laughs> what was going on in movie directing you know yeah. and you know 80 years ago or something oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah i definitely recommend it all right. Well, uh, I'm sure there's like a thousand things we didn't talk about that I wish we did, but yeah. that's how these things go. It is. Um, and we can always revisit it if we need to. Uh, 
Kara, uh, thank you so much for coming back. Oh, thanks for uh, having me. Thanks I for really flying love doing these. all yeah. the way over here just to be on the. That's the only that's reason. That's what I did. That's the only reason here. I'm here. Yeah, right, I flew yeah. here from Tokyo <laughs> <laughs> to talk about Tombstone just for tonight. Yeah, um, she's flying back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, but no, but thank you for coming back. Uh, this is a, a movie that you and I have watched many times yes. over the years in fact nick was saying before i started recording he's like you should name drop that you went to another hopped up cinema yes <laughs> and uh i we think it was did. lakewood brewery was the brewery they had an it i'm was. your huckleberry beer which was delicious it was delicious i loved that yeah and it was a really good time and it's just it's a fun movie that's a really good shared experience i would say yes. like if you have a chance to see it in the theater you should i really enjoyed that definitely should um but yeah thank you again for coming back and yes. uh yeah Maybe until time. next time yeah. All right, good night.